This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... What it is, Sikorsky! Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. What? Because I, this is how we have to start the show all the time. Aggravation. This is the new thing we're starting the show with aggravation. You feed off of it. But seriously, it's kind of like just, you know, just do your thing, man. I'm just doing do my your thing. thing. I am doing my thing. If you were doing your thing, you'd be like, oh, hello, audience members. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We have such a good show for you this week. I am so excited about it. Only because I'm part of the interview this week. Yeah, Tom like horns in a little bit, but like I don't give him like time to like go off on a tangent like he does during his 37 segments that he has. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And and that's actually growing, I feel like. I feel like the further we go, like working on like the new project, like over the weekend and Uh stuff like that, I'm like going, oh, my name's going to just be all over shit. I know, it is. Like seriously. Tom gets first billing and then there's Nikki. Like, oh, Oh, as as an aside, like, oh, this bitch. (laughs) A sidecar of Nikki. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what it's going to wind up being. That's cool. That's cool. I would never ride in a sidecar. <laughs> never. Because, a si- I mean, it looks super comfortable, if, but that just signifies that you're the bitch, and I am not the bitch. Are you saying that I'm the bitch? <laughs> I will pull that peg out when you're in that sidecar and kick it. Is it I would easy? Kick that mother- I would kick it right into the woods. Is it easy to detach a sidecar? It depends on how ambitious you are. With you in it, I think it would be pretty goddamn you easy wouldn't to even pull the tighten it. Like you wouldn't I even would... tighten it. You would like leave it loose just no. in case. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I'd want to make sure I got up to a hill before I unplugged it. Oh my god! Like it Why? seems like you've actually thought about this more than just on the fly. Like no, I was. No, no, no. But if it was like in a wooded area and there was a hill involved, if Tom ever does the show on his own and be like, Nikki's, Nikki's, Nikki has the night off tonight. <laughs> look for a hilly wooded area. <laughs> like so, look for a sidecar accident in New York City. <laughs> somebody's looking for Nikki's Amish ass in the woods somewhere <laughs> in a sidecar. I'm thinking he would take me to Fort Tryon. So go to Fort Tryon <laughs> first. You ruined everything. Man. I know it's my job. Like all you right, wanted me to do right. my job, and that's my job. Finally, all right, you got you got rolling. Why don't speaking of rolling, should we get into a um? Did you or uh? What you heard? Uh, you heard? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get like, into speaking of yeah, like nothing uh, that has you to know? do with no, that. No, we yeah. don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, do Tom doesn't much do anymore. it. Yeah. Well, when we have a guest, there's no point of adding in another segment because I'd rather be talking about the guest. Yeah, and I'd and... rather like have this guest talk than like hear Tom bumble around. To be honest, this week. Oh, great. Then let's get into you heard, because obviously I don't want to be heard bumbling around on the set right now. <laughs> you heard? Hey, 
This week's You Heard comes to us from 150th and St. Nick Place. And we actually heard this today. This whole show was today. This whole show took place today, yeah. which means that like it's live as you are listening to it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, so go on. <laughs> what the hell is going on with you? So, <clears throat> I haven't smoked any weed since December. And that is this week's You Heard. And it actually, like, it, it doesn't go. In... It doesn't go with it. No. But like, you'd have to be high to fucking be able to just like. I mean, I would have to be high to like. You keep saying that you would do urban exploring because that's what this week. I would about. love to. I would love to. You've been saying it for years now. I mean, everybody comes to New York and they all see the same view. It is a spectacular, magnificent view. It's a magic view. Some place, like no other place in the world is this city. You have to believe yeah. we are magic. Exactly. But, <laughs> you know, even though you see it, everybody else sees it too. Exactly. The urban explorers see New York. All of this fascination, but then stuff that you will never, ever get to see. The normal person will never get to see no. this. Nikki wants it. So bad, but there's no way because they'd be like, all right, let's just step down into this. Oh, oh, oh we lost one. <laughs> and guess who that would I be? I hurt my ankle. That would be it. It's too dark. I'm, I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> so it's not like, so I mean, you and know, then, like, like you wouldn't do it, but I mean. I the, would love to do it. Like, But the cool thing is these people that do do it, like today's guest, Ninja, <laughs> he is a guy who I found online um facebook i was just flipping through he just came up with something that might be of interest because mm-hmm. i post a lot of pictures of the city and sure enough what do you know this guy's photos brilliant magnificent just like from like the tops of like abandoned skyscrapers buildings, like abandoned buildings cranes like just under the ground cranes. in the tunnels like just there's a video of them like running through the tunnels because a train is coming you know, his whole thing is mostly, you know, not to just get an adrenaline rush, which I would think most people would think is the case. Like, you know, they're just here to just, you know, yeah, it's called get a um, jolt. But it's more like, you know, he's trying to preserve history. Like he's preserving the history of these places through photos before they get torn down or a lot of times lit on fire. And and that's uh, something that I love. Like I love that, you know, because, you know, I just love that like he, he, he talks about just seeing history of the city in like ways that you would never see if you were just walking the streets like everybody else. Right. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, because my other concern would be the danger factor involved, you know, of going out in a situation like this on your own. And entering into the danger a, zone. Who, right. me personally? No, no, just in oh, general. I was like... like, any urban explorer, I feel like one of the biggest concerns would be, like, for me, if I was the person who decided to do that, right. would be like, all right, if I got injured, w- what happens? Yeah, like, like how do I get out? How do you like you call nine one one? Like that's a whole other world of hurt because you probably shouldn't be where you are. Right. <laughs> so I mean, the cool thing about 
Ninja was the fact that he has a tight group of guys um, in Scout Legion, which is like their group. Um, there's probably like he seven of them at, right now, I believe he said. Yes, um, there's seven of them, yeah. And, you know, they're all given like what equipment to bring with them. They all have like their certain like. Yeah, like one person will bring this type of camera. One person will bring these wires. And like, but the cool thing is that these kids, they're kids. They're friggin' kids. They're half my goddamn age, people. <laughs> Man, Nikki, everyone's gonna know how old you are. Whatever, Keep I don't going. care. Wait until, right. my, wait until the 40th birthday show, because that's already happening, and it's a thing. I feel like it literally is happening right now. That show's <laughs> happening as well. Like, we're just talking about your age nonstop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, they're, Ninja himself, he's gonna be 18 in November, so he's 17 and a half right now. And it's like, he's been doing this for, you know, the past few years since he was 15. So for the past two and a half years, he's been doing this. Yeah. And it's just, you you get to see this city in such a different way. So maybe we should hear from him on why he does what he does and what he's gonna do in the future. All right, let's roll that fabulous bean footage. Beans. Hi, Janari. Hey, yeah, this is, this is me. Hi, this is Nikki and Tom from the High Regard Show. How are you today? Everything's cool. Good. Cool. Good, good to hear from you, Janari. <laughs> well, huh? Hey, this is Tom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Do you have um, a nickname that you prefer us to use instead? Uh, you can call me Ninja, because on Instagram, I'm NinjaBoy785. Okay, cool. Ninja it is, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ninja, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Scout Legion and how long you know, you've been, been with the group? Yeah, um, actually, there were three... Four people who founded the group, it was me and three other teams. We had to be around 15, I'm 17 now, and how it all started was me and a group of friends found out that there was an abandoned train station, and so we had someone take us, and it was us four, the founders, and then at least four others from school. And so it's the middle of the day, and we go to Canal Street. That's on the N and Q line. Right. And so the friend who was going to show us, you know, we walked over to the platform, and it's rush hour, so there are people on the platform watching us. <laughs> Jumps down, sprints across the tracks, across the third rail, and slowly we all started to follow behind. So then we started celebrating, and <laughs> a guy caught us. Well, he screamed, and we ran back to the platform, and let's see, we hopped on the next train home, because we were scared that we were going to get caught, and that was the first time that I've ever been ever exploring. What made you decide to do it? What made you decide to, like, you know, let's just try this? Uh, I guess it was more like a, you know, what if, I wanted to see what, what the hype was about, just I don't know. I didn't really think anything of that. I was just curious to see what happened. <laughs> How old and... were you when this happened, Janari? Oh, sorry, Ninja. <laughs> How old were you when this started? When you did this? Um, I had to be... I just turned 15. 
Oh, oh my god, god. man. Yeah. <laughs> that was three years ago. Okay, so you're 18 now then. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 18 in November. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, you know, how many members does Scout Legion have? You know, and, and are, are is everybody like your age, you know, in like the late teens? Yeah, everyone, I know, uh, some are 16 turning 17. Wow. And I think our ages are 14 up, our youngest is 14. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's seven of us. There's seven of you. Oh, my God. And, you know, yeah. do you get a lot of people at school, you know, who know what you guys do in your spare time that kind of want to tag along? Yeah, we have a small circle, and I know... You know, a lot of people have big mouths, so <laughs> um, some, uh, I know some people in my grade have told others, so I have, like, freshmen and sophomores coming to me, and they're like, yo, you guys are Scout Legion, can can I come along and stuff? So I get a lot of that, but <laughs> not too many people know. And, you know, how do you, um, you know, kind of how do you bring new members in? You know, what are, is there like a hazing period or, you know, like, do they have to have like certain things that, you know, you need them to do in order to kind of like run with you guys? Um, I would say we almost test people. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of my members joke about having like an initiation or making people, I don't know, do things that we've done in the past, but I would hate to. So... <laughs> Um, we almost have a, a list of things that we look for in people. So we might bring one kid and be like, oh, does he does he talk too much? Is he pretty annoying? Or can he keep up? You know, what kind of connections does he have? Gear, equipment? Is he fun to be around? So, you know, it's more like if we, if we like you or not. You don't have to be super athletic or something like that. Right. Is it mostly just friends that you're that you hang out with for the most part? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. You and a bunch of like your buddies get together and do this. Yeah, and a lot of the time, you know, there's a whole Instagram community. Right. So there would be these things called Insta meets, which are coming becoming a lot more common. And so I know probably in a couple of weeks there's going to be the worldwide Insta meet held by a lot of the big Instagram groups right. in New York City. And I know last year the turnout was about 700 people. Damn. So we would meet other explorers from all over the country and regular photographers and videographers. And so, you know, a lot of those people I might hang out with or invite to adventure. But last time was crazy. You know, we had cops following us and uh, <laughs> NYPD helicopter following us. They had smoke bombs. We were taking a lot of pictures. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, speaking, I mean, this obviously is crazy, and it can be dangerous, you know, what with the crazy heights that you guys get to and, you know, trains that roar past. um, You know, so, like, what is the attraction for you to just kind of keep going out, like, you know, time and time again? Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess the biggest thing is the history. It's like, you know, jumping into an old picture or... Or, you know, something you hear about, you know, um, I don't know. It's just like, what, what can you find? Right. There's, yeah, there's a lot of things. Antiques. I've never seen a typewriter. And, you know, I've seen a lot of typewriters and old camera equipment, people's name tags and old desks. You know, you wonder how everything got there. Right. Everything has a story. So that's, I guess that's what you look for. 
Awesome. Did you want to ask? Uh, well, no, oh, I was okay. going to just say, like, how do you decide on a place to go and explore? Like, do you just kind of like walk past the building, see it and then say we're going in? Or do you like plan it out and hear it from other mm. people? Yeah, I guess a lot of things are more a lot of places are worth it than others. We do hear a lot about um, or more like see a lot of places that other people have been to and we might ask them to take us. Okay. Or I know when we're exploring ourselves, you know, we might just hop on the train one day, take it a couple stops because someone may or may not have seen right. something or we caught a hint that an abandoned hospital might be in this area. And, you know, of course we'd choose a, a small abandoned, I mean, a hospital over maybe a small abandoned house. So right. we, we do decide what, what's worth it and what's not. And what was the very first place that you went besides, you know, that Canal Street station? Like after that, like when you decided this is what you wanted to do, what was the first place you went after that? Uh, one of the craziest places I've been to soon after I started was a factory in Brooklyn. I forgot what it's called because there are two similar ones. So I get the name mixed up. <laughs> But I know they shot the movie Tracers at it. So when I found that out, I was—I definitely wanted to go there. <laughs> so it was a hospital, I mean, not a hospital, a factory. And about five of us went to go sneak in. And it's the middle of the day. It's bright out. And there, there's an active parking lot right behind it. Right. It took us three hours to sneak in. <laughs> in 30 degree weather. And there's snow everywhere. And you have... <laughs> people driving in and out of the parking lot so you know we snuck in and we get to the top and the view was amazing because you could see you know the world trade and everything back then it wasn't finished just yet but you know that was probably one of the places i'll never forget what was the scariest thing i mean because you guys are at dizzying heights and you know what has been like a moment where you were just Holy shit, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of those moments. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess recently, what was the craziest thing, the scariest, was, so, you know, uh, this was January, mid-January, I think January the 15th. It was our anniversary, our second year, being a group. <laughs> and uh, we went back, so when, as a... Every time on an anniversary, we go back to old places that we visited that okay. we haven't been to in a while. So I did go back to Canal Street, and across from Canal Street, or more like down the, about 200 feet away, at another Venice station, it's called Broadway. And so about six of us, I think, actually I think all of us got together, I forgot, but it was more like six. Um, I had a tripod and a camera on me, we're running through the, through the from Canal Street to Bowery. And I know once we got to almost an intersection of one of the trains passed, I told everyone to, you know, pause so I can get a picture. And I was at the time, I was right next to the third rail. Yeah. So I went to set up the tripod, and one of the legs accidentally hit the third <gasps> rail as soon as I let go. And so when I went up to reach the camera to adjust it, the tripod exploded because of the electricity that flew, flew through it oh so God. the tripod blew up in my face and two of the legs flew off it was a bright explosion it was super loud and i was partially blinded from the from the flash for a second and uh, i had melting metal in my 
pants legs. Oh my god! That was, yeah, that was probably the craziest thing. I dropped the camera, and the camera was slightly damaged, uh, so we couldn't focus it or anything. Oh. And then after that, we picked up everything. He was, all my members were like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" So then we had to sprint through the station. I mean, through the tracks while there were trains coming, and we couldn't get seen, or else we'd definitely have cops on us. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and after that, you know, we had to make a quick escape, so that was probably the craziest thing. And that was only a couple weeks back. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, like, you make a quick escape, does that mean that, like, you scramble up onto, like, a normal platform that, like, other people are already on and stuff, and you just, like, run a, run through the terminal? Um, no, actually, we went to the other abandoned station, and then we had to run across an active platform. So I'm pretty sure maybe one or two people saw us, but there weren't too many uh, faces at the time. Oh my God. What do people, does anybody comment like when they see you coming up out of the tunnels? Like with melted (laughs) camera equipment and shit? (laughs) Um, You know, uh, I think one time, which was pretty funny, it was back in December and we just finished climbing this, this factory. And these two guys were sitting on a bench smoking and so, you know, we emerged from the shadows, and all you hear is, whoa, what the hell? You know, because you see these black figures and people with masks on come out of nowhere. And, you know, we started talking to him. He's like, well, I was sitting here, and I saw you guys come out of the shadows. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Like, what am I in the middle of? So, you know, but um, a lot of the time we're really friendly. We get, I get a lot of comments on my mask if anyone sees it. Um, not too much negativity. I know... Uh, some people might be like, oh, you know, be careful if you're walking in between the carts or something right. like that, but it's nothing, nothing too serious. Is there a place that's, um, you know, on your wish list that, like, you haven't been yet in the city and you want to, to get to? Uh, there's a couple rooftops that have been going around. One's called 70 Pine or something like that. It's a huge rooftop, you know, probably 80 stories high. Um, Damn. that's one of the places I wanted to abandon. I can't really think any. All right. And, um, oh my God, wait, I had a really good question and I forget where it is. Sure you did. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> um, yeah. as far as like, um, abandoned places, how many would you say that you get to go to? Like, is it, is it like one a week? Is it one a month? Yeah. How often do you go out on your explorations? Um, during the school, school week, we're always going places, if not, um, you know, maybe five, five days out of that week, we might have the time to go somewhere. So, and if we're not exploring, we're probably doing parkour somewhere, practicing. Uh, and in terms of new places, since we've been meeting up with a lot more people, I would say there's about two, two new places that we go to each month. That's really good. And you know you you grew up in the city, right? Like you're you're a native city kid. Yeah, I grew up here. I wasn't actually born here though, which a lot okay. of people are surprised to hear. Um, I was born in North Carolina. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, I moved here when I was three. So okay. then I was raised here. All right, cool. And and uh, what where do you live? Like what borough? 
Queens. Okay, cool. I live in Queens. So how does this, you know, you, you spoke before kind of about, you know, how like the history of, you know, mm-hmm. seeing like such a different world and especially, you know, you are, especially compared to us, like you are very young. So like, yeah. can, especially Nikki. Nikki's yeah. way <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, m- like most kids your age, they don't care about the things that came before, you know, like the, yeah. the past. How does this make you, because obviously this is your hometown now. You know, how does this make you look at your hometown differently? Um, I guess you pay attention to a lot of things more often. You know, I guess, you know, some people don't really look around and explore the city as much. Like, you know, get somewhere in a hurry and everything. So, but every time I'm traveling on a train, you pay a lot more attention to places. Right. Uh, You know what to look for. You know, it's that kind of thing. Okay. And, you know, kids my age don't really do much of anything, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Awesome. And, you know, and like you, you said, like you've had some run-ins with, you know, the police and security and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. Have, have you ever been, you know, caught? Personally, I, I've only been caught once, and that was because I was doing something stupid. Me and a couple <laughs> friends, it was, and it was around when I first started, me and a couple friends. Saw, saw this abandoned house and climbed over a fence. And it was broad daylight. Like okay. we had people <laughs> passing us all the time. And so after we tried to break in, undercover cops pulled up and they questioned us and everything. Said, "Why are you here?" And they looked around the place, made sure we didn't have any weapons, checked our bags. Right. And that was the only time that I've actually been caught. Oh, that's but awesome. the last time I was surrounded by cops. <laughs> in an abandoned hospital and everyone else had gotten caught but me and I head out for two hours while the cops popped the hinges off the doors and were looking through the building for me and it's cold and wet out and I made myself you know I managed to get to the roof of the hospital and hit in a corner with some moss and stuff for two hours while they surrounded the place there had to be at least seven patrol cars and a lot of cops and you just waited it out until they left, and then you kind of just, like, walked out? Yeah. <laughs> then I had to sneak out by myself when it got dark. Oh, my that God. That was intense. Where was that? Like, what? where Where was that? Well, it's pretty much shut, shut down for the most part. Okay. I know they were doing renovations, but, you know, funding must have fell underwater. That was <laughs> in Queens. The hospital's called Parkway Hospital. Okay. And what happened to your friends? Like, what they do to them? Uh, they got questioned. I know some of them had to had their bags searched because I can understand why the cops went to the as far as that. I know a lot of people who go there are either chased out by a guy with um, chains. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I found out. Me and others found out why he was doing that. It was because he was keeping all his family heirlooms and all his storage in a place on the third floor in a small room what used to be a hospital room and he had family albums and tripods and old cameras and stuff so he i guess he was protecting that yeah damn but like in an abandoned hospital with a guy with change like i'd be (laughs) shitting my pants like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's a lot of arsonists who go there who go to abandoned places just to set it on fire sure yeah yeah, pretty annoying, but actually, um, right before I went to one place, 
someone set it on fire. So if I came maybe 20 minutes earlier, I would have been caught in the middle of a, you know, a fire. So that would have sucked. Yeah, no, that would not have been cool. How many times, you know, like how often do you go undetected? You know, like you could see people, (laughs) like you just hide in the shadows. (laughs) All the time. It's it's pretty crazy because, you know, you're like, I don't know, you might be sitting in the shadows right next to a sidewalk and people wouldn't notice you. So it's kind of, it's a good feeling. And then again, it's pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. Um, Because you don't know who might see you or may or may not see you. But um, uh, most recently we did a crane in Times Square. A crane? The lens that we went to get to that place. The second time we failed because I tried to pick a lock and I got in, but the construction workers were using that as a storage. But we went into an abandoned building right by the construction building in Times Square, went to the third floor, climbed out from the third floor to the second floor of the of that abandoned building. We jumped a gap from that abandoned building to a hotel behind the hotel right next to that construction. Oh my and god. And there were people in the hotel room <laughs> and you know, we crouching under their windows and looking in you have a guy sitting on his laptop doing work oh my god oh my god that is crazy so i mean you know you're jumping from building to building talking about picking locks and things like that is there <laughs> ever a time that you know you're you're at a place that you plan to go and you're just like nope no um so what we might look for is some places have a lot of cameras. Right. That and maybe uh, security sometimes, they like to sit inside the places mm-hmm. or they might do routine checks where they walk around. Right. So, uh, and a lot, and a couple other places that are really high up, they have trip alarms. Okay. So, you know, we obviously, we really know what to look for, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends. Sometimes <laughs> we just take that chance. Right. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, an urban exploration is, seems, you know, dangerous in and of itself for so many reasons that we've already talked yeah. about. <laughs> and then you crazy guys go and add parkour. You know, like, so why yeah. take it that extra step? Um, it's really, really necessary. I know a lot of photographers that I know don't do parkour. So when they see us jumping from building to building and stuff, they're like how or more than why you know um i guess it really helps us traverse through a lot of places because mm-hmm. you know most of these places are broken down or they're not done constructed with construction so right. there might not even be stairs left to climb right so yeah we might have to make a makeshift ladder or use each other's catapults to get somewhere <laughs> but yeah, I mean, parkour honestly helps with everything. And I've done some crazy stunts <laughs> as I've been learning. Oh, my God. Has anyone ever gotten, like, really hurt during one of the explorations where you were like, oh, crap, uh, now we're in the middle of this um, place. How do we get them besides out? Besides me getting hurt a couple times, but never broken a bone or anything. All right. Uh, we snuck into a yard, like a small construction yard or something, and... Mainly, our objective was to climb a billboard that they weren't using in that yard. <laughs> so it was a great opportunity. So we took it. And uh, when we thought, we thought they were closed, you know, that there was no one in there. 
And so, you know, no one's in there for right now. We climb in. It's pouring outside. Um, there was The ladder was at least 15 feet up. So we were looking around the yard, scrambling, looking for a ladder or something to use before I didn't realize that we were there. Find about a 70-pound ladder. We, me and five others lugged it over to the billboard, just stuck it to the side of the billboard, only enough so that we can manage to get up there. And we climbed up. 20 minutes later, you have a guy come in in a white van. You know, he pulls in, and we're like, oh, shit, we have to get down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it's pouring out. We know, okay, this guy just got out of his van, and if we wait any longer, and he comes to the back and sees this makeshift ladder, we're screwed. So we start scrambling down. There's five of us. We're running down. It's pouring. I went down first. There was another above me, and the third guy gets hurt. But so I get down. The second guy gets down, and before we can grab our bags, the third guy starts getting down, and we didn't secure the ladder. So he, as soon as he touched the makeshift ladder, the makeshift ladder collapses, and he collapses with it. I oh, guess his no. foot was caught in it. And this 75-pound 70, ladder falls on him. And it, uh, I guess something must have been poking out from it or one of the pieces. And when he fell, the ladder fell on top of his face and cut oh. right below his eyebrow and above his eye. Oh, my God. And it was a huge gash. So if it was any lower, it would have taken out his eye. Yeah. And, yeah, so while everyone's scrambling to get down and a couple are stuck still on the ladder, me and another friend who got down picked up the ladder off him and I guess adrenaline just kicked in and this guy gets up and runs and jumps over barbed wire fence. So (laughs) we were completely astonished and just, I was like, you know, if he's fine and he can do that, I'm going to get this ladder. I had to pick up this 70-pound ladder by myself, get everyone else down, and then we made an escape out of there, but... He got injured. He had to get stitches. It was oh pretty bad. Oh, my God. Damn. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So what type of equipment do you use? You know, like, what type of camera do you shoot on? Oh, um, I carry... I own three GoPros, but I carry two. The GoPro Hero 5 Black and the GoPro 4 Black. So I have all the attachments for that in my bag. Um, a tablet, so when I feel like I need to edit or transfer any files to drive so I can clear my SD card, then someone else owns a Nikon. I forgot which kind. Okay. Another member carries a Rebel T5. He used to have a drone but broke it, and he has a GoPro. Then someone else might carry any extra equipment, gloves, flashlights, batteries, portable okay. chargers. Um, so you kind of... Because, all... you know, sometimes we come out and we're covered in dirt and soot. <laughs> and everyone has a mask. We used to... For some reason, back then when we first started, we felt that we needed way more. Right. So I know we got a grapple hook off Amazon, and we're like, this isn't working, so we're just going to have to stick to parkour. (laughs) So everyone does parkour. I'm probably the most advanced in the group. I know a lot and can do a lot. And besides that, um, there's a couple more things that I want. Maybe a harness or something, but that's pretty much it. Just camera gear. And you guys, like, kind of say, like, each person kind of carries their own, like, something for the group to use. Like, yeah. it's a kind of collective. Yeah. Everyone, everyone carries something. Okay. 
Because okay. we have to split the weight. You can't have one person carrying right, too much. Yeah. It's going to fall down. Do you have any equipment questions? Because I know like your eyes lit up no, when you were like hearing about everything. I've been thinking about getting a GoPro myself, and I was like, I just don't know like how clear it was. But the photos that you guys have online are absolutely incredible, Yeah, they're man. super yeah. awesome. So what else you got? Yep. Um, um, uh-huh. <laughs> is there, um, you know, is there another city that you would love to explore the way that you explore New York? Uh, there's a abandoned resort nearby. Forgot where that's at. I do want to go to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I know we all said probably this summer we'll get some money together and head out to New Jersey because there's a lot of places. In right. Jersey. Yeah. And I think the aband- um, there's an abandoned mm-hmm. resort in Pennsylvania, like in the Poconos. Like, I know that there's, like, yeah, a yeah. really creepy one there. Yeah. Yeah, it's called uh, Penn Hills. Penn Hills Resort. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really want to go there. <laughs> and, you know, what do your parents think of what you do? Um, when I first started, it was really hard to convince them <laughs> that what I was doing was fine. Um, I struggled with them for about for months, at right. least ha- more than half a year, just to, you know, let them wrap their heads around that, you know, I wanted to do this, and at least it's, it's more of a positive thing. I know they, they always tell me, be safe, be safe, be safe. Right. And, you know, um, it took a lot of convincing, but they're really open about it. They just don't want me, they want me to come home. It doesn't matter if I, like, lose a limb or something. But, <laughs> as long as no. you come home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try, I try my best to be safe and keep everyone else safe. But my parents, they're, they're all for it. They're pretty cool. My dad's big on photography, too, so. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, has he come out with you at all? Yeah, actually, he's um, not with all my group members, but I know himself and his photographer, we all, all three of us snuck into an old bank and we went to a bank vault and it was huge. Now it's being turned into a, a, uh, I forgot what it's being turned into. It's going to be like a tour spot. They're going to bring tours and stuff. Oh, to wow. The bank all right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool that they're understanding. I don't think I would, uh, I would let our teenager do something <laughs> like that. And she's a photographer. So like, I don't think I'd let yeah. her like trace <laughs> through tunnels and shit. <laughs> but Nikki always wanted to like, this is the thing. Like when, when I first found like your Facebook account, I looked at Nikki and it was like one o'clock in the morning. So you can imagine the state we were in right on a Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> so I looked at her and I'm like going, Oh my God. I'm like, this is crazy. Cause I saw like your rooftop pitches and I was We've seen so many of them in the past, but I was just like, these They're are striking. like just unbelievably so clear and so well yeah. done. And the tunnels, like I'm fascinated by like our subway system because like it's just, I can't believe that like something like this exists, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, back then it was a lot more serious. You had uh, um, a lot of taggers were common in the past. And I know one place I went to specifically, there was... An entire train system, not a train system, like a another station abandoned, and it's pitch black in there. And the only thing in there were platforms carved out by, you know, people from decades ago. It had to be 60 years old, so you could only imagine what was in there. And the crazy thing about that place was, I know in the early 2000s, someone held a party there got in live music and about 200 people to sit in this oh my god black abandoned train station and each person had to bring a candle and light it 
so that the whole place was lit. Oh my and, god! Yeah, it was crazy. Like I would love to do that, but I, I, I think I'm such a chicken shit, and I don't run. <laughs> like I will not run. So like we're old, Ninja. <laughs> we are very old, man. No. <laughs> Before we get to like our last questions, did you ever like run into like tr- like you know tunnel dwellers or like? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of squatters, and oh, they're probably way more sneaky than us because um, literally like two weeks ago we went to Freedom Tunnel, and Freedom Tunnel has is full of old things, especially old graffiti from mm-hmm. decades back when you know the movement first started. Right. And you would go to the dark parts of the tunnel, and me and my friends were just walking through this dark part. It's pitch black. You can't see anything but the end of the tunnel. And this guy came out of nowhere. I heard a voice that I wasn't familiar with, and I'm all in a fight. And I turn around, and you see this huge homeless guy in the back behind my friend. We all jumped because we were like, what the hell? (laughs) And the first thing he says is like, do you guys come in peace? And we're like, yeah, we're just coming to look around. And then he goes back into the corner where you just can't see him, let alone anything else. So there's a, there's a few squatters. I haven't met anyone who's hostile, but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Damn. And finally, because I know that we have kept you on the phone for so long, but finally, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, you're you're young right now. You know, so what does the future hold for you? You know, is there a part of what you're doing now that you can see yourself doing as a job, be it photography or you know whatever else? You know, what do you what do you want to do with your life, kid? <laughs> yeah. At first, um, I know I go to school for engineering. So okay. I do take a couple college courses too. It's nice. called, it's called Energy Tech High School. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm studying to be a mechanical engineer, and I do photography and videography as a hobby now. Um, what I see out of this is there can be a lot of opportunities with parkour, maybe like small film jobs or something mm-hmm. like that. I know a lot of people who do stunts for films in New York City, and. I know now we're starting to do, you know, almost advertising, marketing, because there's a lot of people with cool products that would love to show off. Right. So we're like, you know, um, hey, we might buy your portable charger at a discount, or if you want to send us one. And, you know, they send us things, and in exchange for our huge following now, yeah, you know, which would be over the 10,000, uh, you know, we just show off the equipment and stuff. So we can do marketing and other things, and we want to start making masks. Because our school has 3D printers that they don't use. So they're like, if you want to use them, you can go ahead. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Can you hire us, please? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Our day jobs suck, man, which is the reason why we do this. It's just therapy. This is just therapy for us, man. I'm a journalist. I could do your PR. Tom could be your graphic designer. Like, we... we... (laughs) That'd be awesome because I want to start a website, but I don't know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we can help in any way, just let us know. Seriously. (laughs) We'll live vicariously through you. Yeah, we can't make you rich, but we can totally tell you where to start to be poor like us. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Ninja, it has been so awesome talking to you. Like, yeah, I mean, no you guys are the, the stuff you do is amazing. So, um, is there anything you want to promote? Like that, we'll put it like on our social links, and we'll put it like on our website. Is there anything you like? I mean, is there anything um, that we can direct people to? Or I know I want to get our Facebook page more out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely link to that. All right, yours uh, personally Instagram. or the groups. Huh? Yours personally or the groups? 
All the groups. Okay. The groups? Okay, you got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll definitely put that in there. Oh, thanks. All right. I got that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ninja. It, <laughs> it, again, it was amazing, and I can't wait to see more of your stuff. Yeah, no problem. If there's anything else, just, just reach out to me. Yeah, right. man, keep shooting, because we love those photos, man. <laughs> awesome. All right, have a great rest of your day, sir. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, thanks, man. Thanks. And we're back. <laughs> Tom and I were both just making faces like who's going to speak first? Like who's going to go? Who's going to do it first? Who's going to go? Gonna go? All right, all right. So, so that was the interview at Ninja. And seriously, man, like he was incredible. Like he has definitely he was definitely one of my favorite interviews that I've had in like a really long time. Yeah, like so smart and just I love. Like I just want to talk New York history with him. <laughs> not if you use that voice. He's not going to want no part of you, man. Like I feel like after a while he was like, let the guy talk a little bit, woman. <laughs> But, you know. Uh, if you had the Google Doc open, like you always tell me, you could have asked the, the question. I didn't need the Google Doc. I felt like it was just such a chill conversation. It, it wasn't really like, was. you know, there was like no publicist waiting on the other end of the line to press a button right, exactly. or something like that. It was exactly. just very uh Like it was just so, like very good find. Like you, you totally were like, this is what we're doing. And it was awesome. When I brought this up to you on Saturday night, like... <laughs> I, re- I know I wake up Sunday morning and I'm like going, oh, man, I'm like, I forgot that, you know, we have a guest lined up from, you know, Monday night. And I'm like, who I am like super excited about. And you looked at me, and you're like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, the Urban Explorer. Tom- and you're like, wait, wait, tell me, tell me more about this Urban Explorer. And I was like, are you kidding? Did you not hear a word that I said last night? I fall asleep on Tom a lot. Like a I do, lot. I do. My work schedule is crazy, man. Whatever, it All doesn't right. matter. Like we don't need to even get into that because this conversation is about ninja. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Saved by the ninja. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So I mean, you know, one of the things that you know stuck out when I first came across, you know, Ninja mm-hmm. and his group was the photos, man. The They're so they amazing. are they are definitely well beyond what the majority of high school students are putting out. Like, seriously. I mean, his his work is absolutely incredible. I mean, everybody from the group, I guess, yeah. because, you know, if you go to Scout Legion's Facebook page, you'd get to see a lot of, you know, the stuff that they share. And we'll put that link yeah, out there Yeah, we'll as have well. that link in the show description. But um, the photos are just brilliant because, I mean, you you have to have some kind of skill to, like, break into a tunnel or climb up to the top of a roof or get onto a billboard. But you need like an entirely different skill set to be able to record that properly. Right, right. To capture that moment. Like, yeah, definitely. And like they have amazing equipment. Uh, But but stuff that's attainable for other people, for normal people too. Right. And that's the thing. It's, It's not that their equipment is amazing. It's that they are just super skilled at just at using two it. completely different things like the urban explorer so skilled and you know that because of the images they're showing mm-hmm. which are you know such a high quality image I yeah mean, you get into a tunnel and it's pitch black and you know you can try to light it and it's going to look like crap like these photos are just 
Or you could just, you Amazing. know, <laughs> mistakenly hit the third rail and just, and just create a light show of your own. <laughs> right. I can't see that good. Let me just brush up against this and see what My happens. God. Like, I always stare at the third rail when I'm, like, waiting for a train. I'm just like, like, remember that one time when I, like, stuck my key in my, like... <laughs> my lighter in my car and like oh i electrocuted my myself like it just so i have that thing stop in my brain stop stop just stop a minute <laughs> this is why i can't go with you ninja <laughs> seriously okay i swear to god man nikki decided one day like while she was sitting not even in her car running sitting parked i was in on her the car, phone with you on the phone with me and She's sitting, uh, mind you, the car's not on. It's not on. She could get out of the car and go somewhere I safe, could, yeah. like in the middle of the road with traffic. But she decides <laughs> to stay in her dangerous vehicle and stick the key in the cigarette lighter while the cigarette I'm on the phone lighter, with her. Like, I lost the thing, like the nub that goes in the cigarette lighter, like the lid for it, like the, the lighter. Yeah, I lost the lighter know. part. Yeah, lost the lighter part. And I just like stuck my key in it because it was just like a hole. And I was like, oh, I'm just playing with my keys as we're on the phone. And Why not stick it into the electrical current and see if it shocks me? Sure, let's see what happens. Lo and behold, what happened? Even though the car is not on, that still is electrical. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It definitely is. So that's kind of parkour. Like, that's kind of badass. That, like, that was not parkour <laughs> nor badass. It was the complete opposite of both of those and things. I was like, Seriously. I, I gotta go. And you're like, what happened? And I'm like, oh. Because like, I was like a little bit like slow for a second because I had like electrocuted myself. Anyway. Right. Meanwhile, this guy is brushing <laughs> camera legs up onto third rails, having like metal splinters get shot into his leg. And you're like going, oh, I had I something ha similar happen to me <laughs> once. I have like some that. electrical history myself. No, but I'm Allow just saying, me. like, he brushed up. Like, I am <sighs> petrified of the third rail because you always hear about, like, drunk people pissing off the side of the platform and getting electrocuted because they hit the third rail. But it's like, always funny in those movies. But that's no, that like really happened. Like I've read like a bunch of news stories since we moved here that like that happened. But like I always stare at it, and it's just like these guys are just walking in the dark. Like, like it's just it's fascinating to me. Uh, see, I would be more afraid of the homeless people. Well, yeah. But if you live in that complete darkness, you know, obviously there's like some the kind of people. social or mental issues or something where you're not necessarily blending in with the regular group. So when the regular groups come to you. You know, I right. would think that you would want to kind of defend yourself, which that part makes me very nervous. Yeah, like that. That's like why I had asked about that, because it was just like, oh, my God, like, you know, you guys are like traipsing through the tunnels and like, you know, they I don't think they're patrolled as much, you know, as I don't they know. Last. I don't know, because I, I would think that the patrols like the patrols on the um but uh, on the MTA because of the you trains know, and stuff, yeah, terrorism yeah, and things yeah. like that. I mean, there is a lot of patrols, which makes it even. I'm not saying for the homeless people, but I'm saying for Scout Legion, just going through the tunnels, you know. But to check for like right criminal now, activity and stuff, right, yeah. There are time right now where not only are there a lot of homeless people down there, possibly. But I would think that there is a lot of patrols around because right. of because of the high alert and stuff like and that. Stuff yeah, like that. and I know like how because like if you saw it, like some of their masks are incredible. Oh yeah, the you masks know, are like, great. Their masks are like and like they're scary as shit. So if you see <laughs> like if you just happen to be because I'm not always especially in the morning when I'm like waiting for my 408 train to come and it's like you see it coming around the bend and stuff like if I saw somebody in a mask coming up through the tunnel like just appearing in the light of the tunnel and like running I'd be like what the fuck just happened? Like what is this? Like I wouldn't be there with like my phone like taking a videotape of it. I'd be like 
is some shit going down? Like, what is <laughs> happening here? Because, like, you would have, like, you know what I mean? Right, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, you know, these guys, I mean, it's, that is, I would say, one of the best things about being young. There's no fear level. Yeah. It's not like, you know, now where yeah. you get in the shower and you're like, oh, it's a too much conditioner. I don't want to break a hip. And I'm not joking because these are things that you have actually said. Tyler uses a lot of conditioner. <laughs> and I slip on – I slip. Fuck you. You slip all no. over the place. The hell with you? I'm just saying that. You know, it's kind of like – And you don't you're not, because you're I not. clean it up before you get in there. But guess what? Next time, I'm going to wear rubber little booties and I'm going to let you deal with the slippery floor. Right. Okay. You do that. I will. All right, then. So um, <laughs> you're off track. We have we had somebody to talk about today. So come on, get back on track, back on track. Yeah. So, I mean, I think <laughs> it was just really cool that, you know, he just he just the things that he was saying about just going underground and going above ground and stuff. And I think it's like really cool that like, you know, he's going to be an engineer and he has like all of these experiences ideas and stuff. too yeah. that just most the, the normal person will never, ever exactly. have outside and that's, of through his yeah. photos and videos. I mean, is there a place like if you did this, like where would you want to go? Where would I want to go? Yeah. Like where would you want to go if you were an urban explorer, explorer? Explore. Does it have to be a, a closed down place? Or can it, it could be, be no anywhere. Place? Where would you want to go? Just like, some place that's closed that I can get in alone and take pictures from. Wherever you like, where would you go? Is my question to you. I would think the Statue of, Liber- of Liberty. Like I would, I would think I would like to break break in the in Statue there? of Liberty and just go to the top when there's nobody around and you could just spend time, like you know, in the Crown or on the torch. And, really? Yeah, I think because you would get the whole city. You, that is not an answer that I thought you would give. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Because okay. I feel like you could get like great shots from the, you know, of the entire West Side, and the yeah. West Side is the best side the way I see it. Best. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Yeah. Keep making fun. I don't care. I'm not making fun. I'm saying best. <laughs> but but yeah, I think that would be a good place. Why? Where would you go? I would want to go to one of these like abandoned stations. Like I know that there's that one on the mm. sixth line that they sometimes open up. Like I'd like to that go there, but everybody count, goes though, there. No, because that's a real. I mean, it's closed, but they keep they it keep clean it nice and, pristine and yeah, and this and, Tiffany glass and. But like, I would love to just go into these taunt like these stations that are no more, and just look at them like like Beauty and the Beast mode. Beauty what? Like Beauty and the Beast, like that whole story of like that show that used to be like on in the eighties and stuff like that. Why he, he lived would, in abandoned tunnel? Yeah, he lived in the in like the subway stations. See, I think I would like that. Like I would like to go down and like because you know that there's like tra- there's lines that don't run anymore. And oh like, yeah, and like there's like one that goes under um like the south east part of central park Mm -hmm. there's like a tunnel there that doesn't get used anymore but like it is now because of the second avenue like they use it for storage or some shit like that but like i would like to see the old platforms like how he was talking about like the graffiti artists like where they would tag and like where they have that party you know where where, like the 200 people came and like underground like i would like to see old stations because I am constantly, no matter how many times I ride a train, I'm constantly fascinated by the fact that, yes, it has its issues, and yes, it's expensive, but this exists and was built in a time when we didn't have computers, and, like, they built this with their fucking hands. It was a guy with a shovel. And we're still using it. Like, we're still using these tunnels. And, like, it's not like... Oh, it's just like a tunnel, like how the Second Avenue subway is right now, which while that was huge and everything, like they dug out the entire underbelly of the city. And like, that's what I want to see. 
Well, I mean, back then it was a lot easier because you could just dig from, you know, ground level down as opposed to today. There's no way they're going to rip up the sidewalk. Right. Like you have to go like way down now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe in a way it was maybe slightly easier. But what's so strange to me is you can look at a subway map and see so many areas of, you know, this city from underground. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the subway in Manhattan is extensive if you've never been. (laughs) <laughs> but because what did we have people who don't no, that's I know, not from here. I know. so i mean so you know you get into a situation now where it's kind of like you can't do that you got to dig like way deeper but even though you can look at a subway map and see all these different stations how many exist that we don't know about right that that's what i'm maps? saying because yeah. i mean everything is lit up in colors so you can walk wherever there's a color pretty yeah much. But, but, like, once you get into the system, like, there's tunnels that go left and right that, like, you know, don't aren't used anymore because, like, there's train lines that haven't existed. Like, the W didn't exist for, like, a long time and they brought it back. Like, yeah. there's other train lines that don't exist anymore. So, like, you know, and I just think that that would be, like, super, super fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it would be cool, but not, not to go to the one downtown like under well no i mean like that's the one like but i'm just saying like whenever they like open that up and like i see people taking pictures of it and stuff i'm always like man i'd love to see that but like i want to see the real ones that aren't upkept like i want to see like as they're deteriorating and the graffiti because like that period of time is like one of my favorites to see like the 70s and 80s in new york when it wasn't safe to be here like that's what fascinates me only because you didn't you I didn't have to live be here. there. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I would probably I would probably not want to be here if that was the case. But like yeah. I just think that that would be like super cool. Because I'm afraid of heights. While I would love to be like up on these like 80-story buildings that these guys climb up and shit, like I couldn't do that. Like I get too scared. And I would love to see the city in a way that like nobody else has a view of. Right. But I don't think I would be brave enough to be up that high. No, man, you would get hurt. I know you would get I hurt. I would. Like, I wouldn't. And first of all, I wouldn't even climb up 80 flights. I can't even. Like, I go an extra stop sometimes just so that I don't have to walk up as many stairs. You would be asking those guys to. Uh, I'd walk, be like Ninja. A, can you put a seat cushion on one of those drones? <laughs> fly my ass up to the top. There ain't no way this is working out for me. Ninja, is there an elevator that works? Yeah. Because I'll go up that and I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll bring some granola bars for the gang. Just fly me up to the top. I'll be like the mom of the like here's a granola bar oh my yeah they don't want that man (laughs) they don't want that (laughs) but i think he would be polite about it though he would be polite he was super polite he was a really that was a really really great interview and i'm not surprised that he was polite i'm surprised that somebody with that much talent as a photographer would be going into engineering yeah like it's kind of like you are such a creative. But that's why, like, and that explains so much why he wants to, like, go into these buildings that are being constructed and true, stuff to true, see true, true. the bones from the inside, you true. know? So, like, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, see, I, I'm just looking at it from the photography aspect. Of course, like, yeah. There's so much talent there as a photographer, yeah. you know, that it's, it's a huge leap. Like, I feel like, you know, that world is definitely more of, like, the business world. Yeah. But in a way, he's smart because he'll make a lot of money. So yeah. he's way better off there. <laughs> and and I think like, you know, the fact that he knows at 18 almost that you can't just be one thing. 
that like that's not how the world is anymore where like you know you're a designer but then you're also this 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 and this you know so it's like i think that's awesome that he's going into the future knowing like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna benefit like they're all gonna work together these moving parts where it's like we're kind of scrambling sometimes trying to learn the new tricks you know yeah but i think that's that's everyone man like you just hit stride and you just get to go with it i don't think it really matters what age you are i think right now he's definitely hitting a stride that's very very positive i mean good things can definitely come Mm -hmm. from this especially now like i'm gonna be young again considering able to you know think at age 18 to start incorporating marketing into like right things that you love doing as opposed to just you know doing it and being like whatever yeah right so i mean you know it was i i thought it was a really great interview yeah Thank you so much, Ninja, and, you know, check out Scout Legion. Uh, We'll have the links right in our show description, and you definitely need to check this out. Yeah, man, totally check out these photos. Crazy, crazy stuff. Awesome job, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. And so, uh, Nikki, what would you like to do now? I think we should do a roly-poly rorty, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we could totally do a (laughs) roly-poly rorty. Okay. Okay. So, yes, we didn't just have, you know, a woman who hasn't smoked weed since December or a really, really great interview today or buy a lot of jerky and kind bars at BJ's. We We took a big step today. We did. We well, you took a really big step today. What the hell did I do? You got rid of a bunch of your 3X shirts today. <laughs> See, I didn't think of that as a big step. I was just thinking that as, God damn, we're running out of room. <laughs> Boy, these shirts take up a lot of room. So, I, but still, like, I mean, that's a big, like, that's a big step, especially, like, you know, considering I have stuff that are, like, that I'm like, oh, I'm going to fit into that. I'm going to fit into that. Or, but like, the stuff... Right. The, but then I also keep like whenever I lose weight, I always keep things because it's like, well, it's inevitable, you know, but yeah. for you, it's not because you're so focused and you're so driven and I love it. No, man, that's all in the past that like me being like a fatty guy, like <laughs> seriously, it was, uh, you know, I, I think it was maybe the second time I met with the surgeon possibly, um, and he was talking about before your surgery, right before, you know, okay. before my surgery, maybe the second time, because I think I met him like four times before the actual surgery. Okay. So maybe it was I know it wasn't the first time, but um, it was very early on. And he had said to me, you know, because we were talking about the psychological factor of it, because mm-hmm. you have to go and see a psychiatrist sure, to make yeah. sure that you'll be able to maintain and. And just deal with the changing lifestyle of right. bariatric surgery. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like I forgot. The mood swings and the anger that came from, you know, being on like a liquid diet leading up to bariatric surgery. Nobody will forget that. (laughs) No, no, they definitely won't. So, I mean, it definitely makes sense to make sure somebody who's already unstable doesn't, I guess, have to go through that Mm -hmm. and then see what happens because I guess it can get kind of hairy. Right. So, um, I remember him like telling me outright, like, at some point he goes... And the earlier the better, start getting rid of the mm-hmm. clothes that don't fit you. And he goes and says, because you'll start thinking about, well, if they're still here, it's no big deal. I could just go up in a shirt size for a couple of days while right. I 
you know, go out and exercise to get lose a couple of pounds that I gained over the week. And he was like, as soon as you outgrow that size, get rid of it, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want the crutch to think like, okay, I'm going to have to now go back and start wearing these again. So there is no go back. So I knew in my head for a long time I had to just get to it and throw the stuff out. But I swear, man, between this show and the upcoming project that we're working on, like (laughs) there really has been no time to do anything. So finally today it got to the point um, we knew we were going to get a chance to talk to Ninja at like five o'clock. We got all of our shopping done early. So it was kind of like. We have three hours, so let's just start going through shit. Because it's just been feeling like very, like, and I wonder if, like, other people who live here, like, go through this, where, like, you just reach that point where, like, your stuff just starts caving in on you because you're like, I could fit this here, I could fit this here, and then, like, one day you just look up and there's just shit piled everywhere because we haven't, we've been, you've been taking classes, we've been working crazy hours, like, doing the show, doing other stuff. So it's, like, one, it's just, like, oh my God, it starts to feel like so overwhelming. And right now I feel like we are on fire because like <laughs> our area is like, I mean, granted there's like still shit places and like we've got like a ton of shit that needs to get taken outside. But like, I feel like there's room for us to like, for our creativity to grow. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, anyone who lives in the city, you know, you come here from anywhere else. Like anywhere like a three in the bedroom apartment, huge in, in like you uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, you you learn before you even move in. Like we got to get rid of the majority of our shit to fit in any you know apartment. I got a in the dumpster city. that was the size of like a city block. Mine was even bigger than it yours. Was. It <laughs> and was that was ridiculous. when you were moving in with me. So it was like man, like the amount of stuff that you get rid of to like make a move to just get into the city. You are sacrificing a lot if you want to live here. Right. Because there is no space. Like, there, there's, like I can't imagine and living in no smaller closet. places. And there's no closet. There's no closet. Like, I came from an apartment that had two walk-in closets. Yeah, that's not it. And one of them that was all mine. That's not, that's not here. But, you know. But a girl can dream, can't she? But you got to think of it this way. When you move into a new place and you put your stuff out, you're like, man. It all fits perfectly. Yeah, like I remember moving in here from like our studio, our like glorified studio apartment that we had. Right. And it was like, we're never going to fit anything. Like we're never going to like be, have clutter because like we're because not going to. everything fits perfect. Everything. And then it's just like. And the s- first thing you bring in the house, guess what? You're one thing over perfect. <laughs> and that happens every it time does. you it go does. to the store. But it's true. And like especially without, with, you know, having no closet space, extra clothes takes yeah. yeah but now now that you've taken the step to get rid of these shirts yes when are you gonna get some new pants tom i gotta get new pants you gotta but get seriously new pants. i am between two sizes the last time i checked which was only like about two weeks ago or three weeks ago and i mean i dropped two pant sizes possibly a third pant size so I don't want to get something big if I'm still losing weight and right, then be like, like, oh, shit, now I just wasted but, money on this. Honey, you're still wearing pants from three sizes ago. So even if you just get one and like, you know. I know. Like, I got I to gotta do it. I and, know. And here's the thing. When we were going to Minnesota 
I got these like really like they were they were expensive and if they weren't on sale I wouldn't have gotten them so like they would have been expensive right and I got these like warm clothes they're like heat tech or something like that and like I was wearing them as layers and stuff and I was like oh I'll get these leggings and they'll be fine only the sticker on the leggings like on the pack was a different size so it was a size smaller than I needed so I was like, oh shit. Like, so I only had two pair of leggings with me and that, and one of them has now been rendered useless because I can't get my fat ass in it. And I was like, hey babe, <laughs> because it was mismarked. And I was like, hey, like, do you want to see if these fit you? And they did. Well, yeah. I see leggings. I know I can get into a large. For leggings. Sure. <laughs> like well, for you know running. I mean. His extra. running. Yeah, man. It's not Tom like... just wears leggings around the I, house yes, with I his like Uggs. And sometimes stockings because, I mean, what man doesn't enjoy the feeling of silk against his legs? Come on, man. Yes, for running. Of course for running. And then I put sweats on over it. So it's not like I'm running like, you know. With your junk hanging out. Yeah. It's not like, hey, look at me wearing half a banana peel running down the block. <laughs> like... What's up, Harlem? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> More people know me from my running antics than they do this podcast, actually. Fantastic. Oh, you mean the guy who just wears, like, leggings and... <laughs> and a banana hammock. <laughs> and, and then runs along, like, you know, like the uh, West Side Highway? Sure. That's, yeah, that's the guy. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, now you need... Because you have new shirts. You have a bunch of new shirts. Yeah. That are actually getting big on you, I know you're going to say. And, and uh, no, not yet. I mean, I'm, I fit good into them. It's just a matter of, you know, today I looked at the amount of new clothes that I have, which I didn't even realize because they get buried under the old clothes. Right. Because, you know, the way it works out is we'll send the laundry out to get done. They bring it back. And then as soon as it comes back, we put those folded clothes on top of the clothes that were already in there. So it's just the same clothes that just keep getting recycled because they're always on top. No one's going to go burying through to the bottom of the pile. So finally today I was going when I was going through stuff I'm like, "Man, I have a bunch of new clothes that I got for the right. holidays and stuff." And I'm like, "I don't need these anymore." Right, exactly. So Was it hard though like for you to let go? Only because I know how much I spent on all that shit. Man. <laughs> I like, know. Seriously. And some of it was just like within the last couple months, like before your yeah. surgery, we bought it. Yeah, it was literally right before the surgery. Yeah. I did a, a shopping spree because I'm like, well, even if I'm going to like wind up losing weight for this, like it's going to take like a year, they said. Yeah, bullshit. They were saying it's going to be at least a year before I lose 100 pounds. And I am. And how close are you? I am like seriously, like f I think 13 pounds away. And where. Going into our fifth month. Yeah. So this is happening way, way faster than I expected. Or there's no way I would have went shopping. I would have just put on, you know, those shirts that I had a lower size down and it would have looked like, you know, what? Like a halter top. <laughs> That's the word I'm going for. Halter top. All right. Sure. <laughs> well, I think it's awesome. And I think it's like, I think it's a it was a really powerful moment just to like. Rid yourself of those. Yes. Myself of old clothes yes. and crutches. Yes, exactly. You see, I'm not worried about that one. I'm worried about getting rid of the next set of clothes. Because those are even going to be newer when I get rid of them. Right. So it's just going to be like, ah, oh, man, I'm just literally throwing money out. But right. But, I mean, like, you have things now that are, like, that are going to stay with you. Because some people did get you things in a size that, like, you're almost at. So yes. it's, it's like when you buy stuff for, like, a little kid. Like, whenever I buy something for, like, friends that are having babies, I never get them something for, like, 
zero to three months I'm always like here's six to nine because you're gonna get so much new stuff that it's like and kids grow so fast oh, you know yeah. what I mean Kid so it's like worthless man like, yeah so it's like I think that's kind of like where you're at too because I remember you know when I bought you stuff it was like I'm gonna get him like this size and this size so that like you know he has something to like get into when he now, reaches the next level later. yeah yeah I got you. No, no. It's, it's, I mean, I definitely do have stuff that's, you know, that I can get into, but not comfortable yet, like yeah. being into it. So, I mean, you know, in like a couple of months, that's great. But, you know, right now, like, I just know, like, I'm not going to ever be a 3X. Right. I'm an XL L right now. So, I mean, you know. Right. I could fit in a large or an extra large, but I tend to lean towards the extra large. And I think that's psychological too, where I'm just like, I need to still hide whatever I got, even though I look at my arms sometimes and I'm like, God damn, my arms are smaller. Like they don't feel as big as they used to. Uh, so, you know, I put on a bigger shirt and for whatever reason, it just makes me it's feel like, like, oh yeah. But, you know, that's why I feel like the next step down mm. from like a large to a medium or an XL to an L like is going to be. Okay. But we'll see. And get some new pants. I don't want to have to have this discussion with you. And I'm sure our listeners don't want to hear it either. And I'm sure next week's going to come rolling around and it's going to be like, did Tom get new pants? No. No. <laughs> no. Hell no. <laughs> uh, so that's it for Roly Poly Roddy. All right. Ah, Well, this was a hell of a show, man. Hell it of a show. It certainly was. Honey Great. of a show. Good stuff all around. Tremendous. No, don't do that. All right. You're going to, like, turn off, like, well, at least half of our listeners probably the way <laughs> if you, like, read anything in the paper. So, whatever. Um, but anyway, hopefully everybody gets a chance to go and check out Scout Legion photos mm-hmm. on Facebook. Instagram and Facebook, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and on Instagram, it's Scout Legion NY. Right. And... uh Thank you so much to Ninja. Yes, you were incredible. I can't wait to see your photos in the future and just see the city through your eyes because incredible. Totally awesome, man. Thank you. And I know it was so last minute for you. Like it just kind of sprung up. Like, again, if, you know, some old dude was like <laughs> texting me on Facebook at like one thirty in the morning asking if I wanted to be on his podcast, I don't know if I would have answered. But you are a daredevil, man. You really are. But of all the things that Ninja does, I think answering some creepy guy's 1 a.m. Facebook message is probably not the most dangerous thing that he does. He took it in stride. He was just like, yeah, man, that sounds cool. I was just like, and after I stopped, you know, I didn't even think anything of it until right. today when Nikki actually said to me, she was like going, oh, is it weird that I'm making friends with an 18-year-old like on yeah. Instagram? It's me and I don't know him. And I was like. Yeah, it's oh, a totally different man. thing, man. Yeah. It's like this guy's like an artist, like you know, like we. I follow a ton of graffiti artists too right, online. Yeah, it's sure. kind of, like I don't think anything of creepiness, but now looking back, messaging or messing messaging them at like one thirty in the morning, being like, "Dude, you want to be on my podcast? Do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> you can bring your parents too. They're younger than I am. Why not? Bring them on. Bring them on. The more the merrier. <laughs> what the hell? They're not younger than me. They're probably the same age as me. Whatever, man. I don't care. Anyway, thank you so much, Ninja. Um, You know, we'll have the links to their sites in the show description. Yep. And you can check out the show description at highregardshow.com. And if you want, you can even email us your comments, suggestions, or whatever the hell, man. You 
you guys just send strange shit. So <laughs> keep just, it coming. Just keep do it whatever, coming. and that's it. <laughs> One day we're going to just do a show on mail. Yeah, yeah, we totally should. Like, we do definitely it. will. Like, I don't know why we did, like, I think, like, you know, we covered the AVNs, what, last year, and we get more porn stuff than anyone <laughs> in the world. Like, seriously, like, guys, you know. We do other things. Anyway, and if you want to find us on social media, you can find us as High Regard Show. Did I even say the email address after all of that? You know, I don't think you did. So why don't you just take a little it's, bit more time? Yeah, why don't I just take a minute more just to go over our email address so people know <laughs> out there. And I know this is bugging the shit out of you, which is why I'm still doing it. You can email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. How did that make you feel good? You feel good about yourself right now? I think I could probably milk another couple of minutes out of it sure just to you piss can. you off, but meh, it's not even worth the effort. It's not working. Too either. easy. <laughs> so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, thanks to Ninja and Scout Legion and, you know, the woman in the park who gave up weed since December. I mean, yeah, thank man. you all. More power to you, sweetheart. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.